Our Father, we thank you. We indeed praise your holy name because you are the ancient of days. You are the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and of Jacob, and indeed our God. Thank you for this far you have helped us in the year 2022. Thank you for good health. Thank you for your provision. Thank you for your protection and preservation. Lord, we say be exalted in the name of Jesus. Since we last met on Sunday, you have watched over us and you have kept us alive and well. We're back again at your feet tonight to learn. Lord, we ask that you will teach us by yourself in the name of Jesus. I ask of you tonight that, Lord, you will give us hearing ears. Circumcise our hearts, O God. Let us, O God, receive this engrafted word with meekness in our hearts in the name of Jesus. Everything, O God, that you will expose us to, I ask of you that it will profit us in the mighty name of Jesus. For everyone that you have ordained to be in this meeting tonight, I ask of you, wherever they may be, O God, you quicken their steps in the mighty name of Jesus. At the end of this meeting, let each and every one of us have a witness within us that indeed you have shared with us in the scriptures and our hearts born in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Almighty Father. In Jesus' precious name, we are prayed. Amen. Please be seated. I'm going to do some uh, brain teasing today by asking us a few questions uh, from what we did last week. Uh, last week, we talked about the culture of the kingdom and we highlighted a few things um, that are components of culture. Um, we talked about what binds nations of the world together and i would like a few people to remind us some of the things that we talked about last week uh, tuesday uh component of culture we we talked about different aspects of what make people uh to live together and they have that uh, what is called shared value praise god yeah can somebody please um tell us one of those things, about seven of them. You can tell us two, and then I'll move to some other persons, and then we'll go like that. Yes, who want to tell us? Culture of the kingdom. In education, they say, when nothing is gained, nothing is taught. So if you cannot tell me the things that I have uh, told you last week, then I, I have an issue. I recall when I was growing up, we were told of a reverend in uh, one of the Baptist churches in Ibadan who got to church on a Sunday and he said, he asked the church, what was the topic of my sermon 21 days ago, 21 days ago? Nobody answered. Oh, he said, okay. What about the penultimate week? Nobody. And then he said, okay, last week, what was the title of our sermon? Nobody. And it was 10 a.m. So what he did was that he asked everybody to stand up and share grace, and he ended the service. It was like somebody died. Because they couldn't imagine that they can't remember the topics of sermon for just three weeks. 
And you know, why we encourage ourselves that when you come for meetings, you should have your pen and your notebook. Because the Chinese proverb that says that the sharpest brain, it cannot be compared to the faintest pen. Whatever you have written down, it becomes part of you. You go back over and over. That's what distinguished the Berean Christian. After the meeting, they'll go back to see whether those things that Paul taught them were true. So if we have been coming, and um, this is the fifth week that we've been talking about the kingdom of God. So you can't tell me what we had done last week, then we should just call it a wrap. We just go home and stop it there. So we won't have reason to say anything today. Yes, ma'am. The culture. Binds us together is a scene. Yes, I highlighted some things um, which reflect the culture where we're coming from. And I, I actually talked about it's when you look at those things in the world, that's how you will know this person is from this place. Yes, and you, I remember... You, you liked it also to the international world. Yes. That our culture here is different from what happens internationally. Mm. And as Christians, sin is something that separates us from the world. Mm. And our discipline, the way we discipline ourselves yes. as Christians... Okay, thank you, ma. Does someone else want to say something? Yes, ma. Behavior. Yes, our behavior is a reflection of culture. Our behavior is a reflection of culture. Yes, our values, our values is a reflection of our culture. Stablesse, you want to say something? Yes? Relationship. Relationship is a reflection of our culture. Um, we have in this part of the world what we call uh, social security in advanced world. They pay for it in terms of time or money. Uh, for those who are in Western world, when you get to a certain age when you are not able to do things for yourself, because you are paid for time, they will appoint a nurse to take care of you in your old age in your home. In this part of the world, we have social security. Unfortunately, modernization is eroding that from us. I recall that when I was growing up, it was very easy for my mother to tell her friend that she's going to the market and leave us with her. For as long as she's there, nothing happens to us. And the person will not collect money. So it's more or less like uh, a crutch. And so we are kept there, and the woman will watch over us until my mother returns. And when she also is going somewhere, she will tell my mother, I'm going somewhere, and she will keep her own children with my mother, and they are safe there. She's going to provide lunch for them. If the mother does not return on time, they will also eat dinner. That's social security. So we were able to take care of ourselves, and that's a reflection of culture. Now, you see that some Nigerians who have relatives who are quite older, they get them to go abroad, to go and be nannies, to make money. So they keep them in their house and people come and be dumping their children there. But some of them are entering into trouble now because they are not regulated, they are not registered. And once something happens to a child, it becomes a problem. Like one I read in the news, who force fed a child in London and was arrested because eventually the baby died. Because he was saying, oh, this is your mother left, you have not eaten. 
And in this part of the world, they will close our doors and close and then lie you on the lap and feed you. So she force fed the baby and the baby died. And she was arrested. I think the case is still running. So we have reflection of our culture. It reflects in our relationship. And I mentioned to us last week that the same type of human beings as we are are the people live in Lekki that live in Banana Island, that live in all of those places. They are not different from we are. The only reason why they are being that place is because of the culture of the place. They are regulated. There are things you cannot do in those places. And once you enter into that society, everything around you, and I talked about nature and nurture, that everything that you're exposed to, if a mother or a father doesn't know how to speak English and then was able to get teacher to take care of his or her child and then the person speaks well, you will see that that child will be better, far better than the parents because of the exposure. So culture has a way of helping us. And I did say that the people who nurture us as we are growing up as a Christian, and if you recall, I said that if you see anybody who said, nobody preached to me, I came to Christ by myself. I said, you should be wary of such people. They are dangerous. Because every one of us have to go through the elementary teachings of Christ. And that's what Paul said in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1. So he talks about elementary teachings of Christ. And he explained it, talking about salvation, sanctification, consecration. Those are basics, and we must know them. So if you don't know them, and if you read the story of Paul in the book of uh, Acts of Apostles, he actually wanted to rush into things. But you see, when he was writing Galatians, he said he was taken away for how many years? First seven, and then another seven, making 14 years. And when he came back, he said he came back with abundance of revelation. I recall at a time after he got born again, he was so passionate and zealous that he wanted to start preaching and they were going to kill him, if not for Barnabas, that said, don't be in a hurry. And they have to export him from that community. So it tells us that things are sequential. So culture reflects in our relationship, reflects in our values, it reflects in our behavior, it reflects in values, things that we place premium on. Some people, when they see money, that's what is important to them. Some other person know that money will finish, but character will speak for you. Uh, some time ago, a friend told me a story of a young man who just finished university and was looking for a job. So he had lived in their house before and um, he related to the young man like a senior brother. But the father of that young man was very terrible as a landlord, cantankerous, made life difficult for tenants. And so every time my friend said, he used to discuss issues. Maybe sometime when he gets late to office. Oh, you say our landlord started trouble today and this happened and that happened. So his supervisor used to pity him until he left the house. So eventually when the young man was looking for a house, I mean for a job, he got his CV because they were going to recruit people. And when his boss saw the shortlisted candidates, he recalled the surname of the landlord. So he called my friend and said, this name looks like the surname of your landlord, though. He said, yes. Oh, he said, no, that boy won't work here. And the boy was not employed. He wasn't the one that caused the trouble. It was his father. 
He had known this person a long time after secondary school. He went to university and he, and he passed. But you know that some names that open doors, that when they ask, they ask you, which Adesola is your own? And you're able to say, this Adesola from... No, 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 come, 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 come. Your father had done something before. And this is a payback time. So, our culture, the things that we do, also will make us to enjoy the benefits of the kingdom. And the things that Christ has exposed us to will help us. So that when God, when he said in his word that I will not be ashamed to be called their father. And when they call me their God, I will also be proud. It's because the way they lead their lives, the, the kind of things they, they exhibit also reflect uh, the kind of culture they are brought up in. And the thing about it is for us, as we walk in this journey, because it's a continuous and consistent one, and it's something that we must be careful about every time. I did say some time ago that it is an error for any Christian to say that it is too late for him or her to backslid. Rather, it is too early. When you compare your lifetime with eternity, they are far apart. And so, no matter how long you are being a Christian, if you turn your back at this point, it's too early, not too late. Oh, because some people will make boasts and say, we have known Christ and we like telling stories. Oh, we talk about uh, in those days, what we used to do, but we don't do them again. And so, those stories won't help us except we leave the value, which is embedded in the scripture. Today, we're going to be talking about the keys of the kingdom. And I'll try as much as possible for us to finish because next Tuesday, uh, we are going to be praying as we have been directed by our Father and the Lord. Uh, you all know that by Saturday, uh, the seven days fasting and prayer will start. And we're all expected to be in church uh, one hour every day, six to seven, until Thursday next week. By Friday next week, which is uh, 2nd of December, we are all to be in camp uh, for the rounding up of the seven days uh, fasting and praying. So from Saturday evening, by the grace of God, we'll be meeting in church, 6 o'clock. We'll meet on Sunday, 6 o'clock. And we also meet on Monday until Thursday. Amen. So the keys of the kingdom. Let's read Matthew chapter 16, verse 19. I'm going to read three versions for clarity, Matthew chapter 16, verse 19. In King James Version, it says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. That's King James Version. Amplified Version says, I will give you the keys authority of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind whatever you forbid declare to be improper and unlawful on earth will be will have already been bound in heaven and whatever you lose permits declare lawful on earth will have already been loosed in heaven I, I take that again I will give you the keys authority of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind forbid declare to be improper and unlawful on earth we have already been bound in heaven and whatever you lose permit declare lawful on earth will have 
will have already been loosed in heaven. Message translation says, and that's not all. You will have complete and free access to God's kingdom. Keys to open any and every door. No more barriers between heaven and earth. Health and heaven. A yes on earth is a yes in heaven. And a no on earth is a no in heaven. Can you see the correlation? Praise God. I want you to listen tonight because as we round off this series of the kingdom of God, it's important for us to understand the power that Christ had given us. When he said in that book of Matthew, I have given you power. Whatever you bound here will be bound in heaven. He says that yes here means yes there. No here, it means no also there. See, in other words, if something is happening to me and I forbid it, what will God also do? If we forbid it. But when I tolerate it, what will happen? Heaven will allow it. We just leave it. Praise God. You remember the man in John chapter 5 who had been by the pool of Bethesda for 38 years. We didn't read that he was a, an unbeliever. We didn't read that he was, he was a pagan. He apparently believed in angel. That was what was operational at the time. But for 38 years, he tolerated it. And it took Jesus' intervention to reverse. So he says here, whatever you bind here. So if there is anything untoward happening in our lives, and we stand upon the efficacy of the world, I will say, Lord, I forbid this recurrent sickness. What will happen in heaven? It should be forbidden. If there's any form of delay that we are going through, and we said to God, I forbid delay, it shall be forbidden in heaven. So it says that whatever, I'm giving you authority, I'm giving you access, complete and free access to God's kingdom. Keys that open any and every door. I like the way Messenger Translation puts it. Every and any door. No more barriers between heaven and earth once you have the key. So it's important that we know that as kingdom citizens, Jesus has given us the keys of the kingdom. The keys that we unlock, the power of the kingdom, and make it work in our lives. By this key, we have access to everything ever. You can only make use of the keys if you are a kingdom citizen. Praise God. I don't know how many of us have had the experience when you have a bunch of keys that look alike. And you are going to, you are going to open the door. And particularly, it happens in offices. Because by reason of instinct, many of us have identified the way keys are. Even though they look similar. So you can pick one and know this is the one that will open this. But sometimes, you find it happen that you put a particular key into a door. And it doesn't open it. 
Now, if you get to your house tonight, you lock the gates of the main door. And when you get home, you put the key that you used to lock the door inside that same lock and it refuses to open. What comes to your mind? I'm asking us, Sister Ebuku, what happens? You put the key that you used to lock your door when you are coming to church. And then when you get back to home, you put the same key and refuse to open. What comes to your mind first? Sorry? Did you hear what I said? Yes, ma. What comes to your mind? No, you have the key. You know, you use key to open lock. Whether padlock? Yes, ma. The first thing that occurs to you is that somebody has come to tamper with the door. Because you are so sure. You know, many times when we pick keys that are wrong, we struggle with the door before we realize that we are using the wrong key to open the right door. And when it occurs to me that I use, and you can even be telling people around you, it's the same key I used when I was going. Could it have been that I need to have come to change the lock? Could it have been that? So it's the same thing that is applicable to the things of the kingdom. If you have a key and the key is not the right key, it cannot open for you. So if you are not a, the owner of a place, if you have key to enter there, you are an intruder. And if you are caught, what happens? There can be mob action. Citizenship in the kingdom is a prerequisite for getting the keys. If you are not a citizen, you can't have the key. Praise God. Key to fruitfulness. Key to sound health. Key to prosperity. Key to good success. Key to advancement. If you are not a child or a citizen of that kingdom, you can have access. Do you know the world is going to advance? In UAE now, in some part, I think Dubai, they've automated the process of coming in instead of immigration checking passports. You just put on, on, on the thing that is there and you move and your data is seen there so that it will move faster. So for those who don't have that chip, which is given to you after you have passed through a process, you keep going back and back and then there will be suspicion that if you cannot have access, it means that you're not expected to be here. So if you are not a child of God, you are not a Christian, it will be difficult for us to be able to have access. And we must be asking ourselves when we have issues, like that the Jew says sometime, that if there's a challenge, the first thing he does is to check himself. Have I done something that would have arranged this thing to happen? He said, after he has checked, then he will ask God, what is it that you want to get out of this? And then you will have understanding. So, self-assessment is very important. In both the Old and New Testament, keys symbolize power and authority. 
if we are going somewhere, you know nobody, the person that will drive does not rush to go and take a seat. If a bus take all of us to come, you see that people, maybe they were not privileged to sit by the window side when they were leaving Lagos. So they want to struggle to be there. And that's where you will see people begin to claim, is it, did they put your name on the seat? But the person that will drive knows that the vehicle will not move except he's there because he has the key. Praise God. So if you understand that key is a symbol of authority, key is a symbol of power. When you have the key, like the story that was told of a manufacturing company that had problem with their machinery sometime, and they tried all of the people that they know can work on it, they couldn't get them, and they got wind of one man who they said is a veteran, and they got him in. And so he looked at the machine, and then he asked a few questions, and in 20 minutes, he just did something, and then the machine started working. And so they say, oh, fantastic, we've been on this for weeks. Oh, he said it happens sometime like that. So they asked him for the bill, and he gave them very huge amount of dollars to pay. And they said, uh-uh, just 20 minutes. He said, yes, it's 20 minutes, but you've been battling with it for, for weeks. Because you don't have the key that makes it work. I have it. But if you're not going to pay, I will remove what I have done. And then I go my way. And they understood the value of what they have lost in weeks. So they paid. Praise God. When you have key, you have power. When you have key, you have authority. So you can tell the devil, I know whom I have believed. Praise God. Job had the key. And I would say to you as we move on, that key is not secret to key. Something else is. Praise God. So Jesus emphasized the importance of key. And for those who wrongly use it, in Luke chapter 11 verse 52, it says, What are you experts in the law? Not our lawyers here. Woe to you, experts in the law, because you have taken away the key to knowledge. You yourself have not entered, and you have hindered those who have entered. You hinder them from entering. So if somebody has a key and is wrongly using it, thereby preventing other people from having access, Jesus said, woe unto such a person. So in a Christian walk, it's also expected that the key that we have, we rightly make use of it so that we will not be accost. Knowledge of the secrets of keys. Now, the key to keys is not having keys. Praise God. Did you get that? The key to keys is not having keys. That you want to have access to key is not just to go and buy any type of key. But what is the secret to having key? It is simply knowledge. Jesus in Luke chapter 8 verse 10 a says, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God have been given to you. So the key to keys is knowledge. Knowing what the keys are for 
and how to use them. That is a padlock, an alarm padlock. You can lock it. To you want to activate the um, the siren that is there. That's a way to turn the ring on the padlock. Now, if you have it in a place, for instance, uh, we use it for engineering room in our previous parish, and I ensure that when they padlock it, a minister goes to check. What he's supposed to do is that once you put the padlock the right way, and some other person goes there, once you touch the padlock, it will trigger the alarm. And the siren is as loud as police siren. So that everybody around will know. So when the people in engineering have locked it, then that minister assigned goes there and touches it. And so when you just touch it, the siren goes off. So when you put it back and you apply the key, it will, it will stop. Now, those who may have sinister motive will use the other side. And once they turn it the other side, the, the siren does not, it doesn't, there's no, nothing is activated. So if you have the key and you use it the wrong way, and there are different ways that we apply the keys of the kingdom, that's why things are not working for us. Praise God. We've talked about it before, that if I'm believing God for my health, if I'm sick, medication is fantastic. God gave the wisdom to those who have manufactured drugs. And the doctors also who give prescriptions are using the wisdom of God. Sometimes, um, we want to, for instance, some of us when we are so tired, and they tell you to use two tablets of uh, aspirin, you want to use three. Or sometimes, they use much more than that. And it becomes a problem. I heard when I was growing up, there was a doctor in Abeokuta who was rated to be very good. And people used to go for me, but to go there for medication. They would say, that guy is like a magician. Every drug he gives works. So the guy realized that people were abusing that. So what he did was to dispense water and saccharine inside those brown bottles. And then he would put there. So when he checks them, I said, this guy only needs to rest. He's not sick. So he would go to the chef and carry those water and saccharine and give and say two tab uh, tablespoons in the morning, two in the afternoon, two in the night. And when you use it, just make sure that you sleep and wake up. How they would tell anybody that before I used the bottle to half, I became well. Because they have seemed to be key to their health. And then abuse has entered into it. In our lives, in areas that we are trusting God for, in what way have we abused the key to the kingdom? Praise God. When Jesus said, whatever you bind here will be bound. Now, let me tell you a story. My elder sister, after she got married, she had challenges uh, with her pregnancy, few months. But when she got pregnant, I wasn't aware. So I went to visit her with my friend. She was sick. So we left somewhere and went there. Her mother was staying with her. And when we were going to leave, my friend prayed. He said, we should pray. And he said, God, whatever you have not planted 
in this body that is troubling her, flush it out. We left from here after the prayer. We were at roundabouts where my mother ran and said, she's pregnant, she's pregnant. She started spotting because of the prayer. And she became afraid she would have lost the pregnancy. Because the scripture that was used was Matthew chapter 16 verse 19. Whatever you bound here, you bind here, will be bound in heaven. Whatever you release here. So sometimes when we pray with understanding of the scripture, everything opens to us. Praise God. If I am sick and I feel I do not want to trouble God about that sickness, I can be used to it. Praise God. I can be used to that sickness. And so it keeps reoccurring. Because I have not come up to say, Lord, I stop this in my body. As long as you are not saying it, it's not going to stop. It will be there. But the day you say, no, heaven will respond and they will take it off. So look at areas of your life. Are there things that we are saying, God, I've told you about when I, I had to struggle for admission severally, and it was one time I got to campus after my travel, and I just remember a scripture that says, wherever the sole of your feet shall tread, I will give to you. It was Caleb that said that. And I got down from the bus in OAU, and I looked to heaven and I said, that was the day the trouble stopped. And then God just gave that wisdom that secured the admission. I would have lost it. And so we must have understanding that everything that is written in the scripture, like we're going to pray today, that God will stop whatever we say stop. When they are doing ordination for us in, in, in the mission, there's a prayer that the Jew prays every time. Whatever you say go, shall go. Whatever you say come, what will happen? The question is, for those of us that have been ordained, are they reality of our lives? Praise God. How many things have we told to go and they have gone? How many things have we told to come and they have come? Because we are using the key wrongly. Praise God. The kingdom of God is not a secret society, but you have to learn how to use the keys. The sons of Sceva, they didn't understand. So they said, in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, come out. And the demon said, Paul, Jesus I know, Paul I know, who are you? You must know how to use the key before it can work for you. Jesus left no doubt that the kingdom was supposed to work for his disciples just as he worked for him. In John chapter 14, verses 12 to 14, John chapter 14, verses 12 to 14, he says, I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than this because I'm going to the Father and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may, be, may bring glory to the Father you may ask for ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Anything. 
anything. A secret is anything you don't know. That's what secret means. Especially if someone else knows it. It becomes a secret. And that's why I've said sometimes that if you take your car to the mechanic and the guy wants to bust you, he will open the bonnet and tell it to go in and say, start the engine. And they said, yeah. No, 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 stop, stop, stop. Praise God. Ah, he will now stand and look and said, I have seen what is wrong with you and then he will write some things for you. I, 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 I don't know whether I've said it here before that a Muslim mechanic, I had, we had a problem with the car and they kept saying because the car doesn't use a steering rack, it uses column. And so every time, sometime when you are driving, it will just become stiff. So you have to put up the ignition before it will become usable again. And they just keep collecting money and collecting money. And they got this Muslim guy who came and said, this is not the problem. Oh, they said, no, we've given it to like four mechanics. He said, okay, if you insist, bring 45,000. They gave it to him. He came back the next day and returned 30,000. He said, there's nothing wrong with the steering column. But I changed this, I changed this. 15,000, that's what I used. Take your money back. Two years, nothing again happened to the vehicle. But someone else quoted 158,000. What is the reason? Somebody has a key. I was talking to a mechanic because we gave him some vehicles to repair and he had issue. Ah, he said in the yard that he used, there are too many occultic people there that when he carries people's car, engine has knocked in his hand before. I look at him and say, this guy thought he's talking to a dunce. You don't know it. One person will do ogun to me and then the car will spoil. I said, this is our compound here where we are working. There are so many alagbara there and you are not leaving the place. But if you have key, it enables you, you become like a magician. People understand that when you say things and when we begin to talk as God helps us about spiritual gift, you will understand that the major issue with us believers is the ineffectiveness of the operations of the gift of the Spirit in our lives. That's one area the devil is cheating us. Because we don't know. So what you don't know, you can't operate. And then it becomes a secret. Some people said when they sleep, they have dreams. But the dreams also see people who die, not people who are prosperous. They don't see dreams about people who are barren and then they give back to children. The devil are taking the key of that gift away from them. Because God expects you to see well, not only negative, negative things. So when you understand the gift of the Spirit, you understand that one way for us to enjoy fully in the kingdom is understanding of the workings of the keys of the kingdom. So we are going to be looking at the keys or the principles of the keys. Number one, key represents authority. Key represents authority. If you possess a key to a place, it means you have authority in that place. Why are quarks agents swindling them in Lagos when they will collect money from 15 people for one apartment? Praise God. And you realize that every time they do that, they don't give them key. They don't give them key. They'll just take them to the place. They can open it for them and see all the good things there and say, 
once we pay, uh, we, will, we will do this, we will do that and come back. And then eventually, by the time they come back, 15 people will show up. And none of them has the key. If you don't have key, you can't have access. So, reasonably, if you are going to pay for an apartment, you must have access to the key. I know smart people do. The main door to the apartment one is given to you, you change the lock. Because after you have gone and they give you key, that key may not open when you return. In Lagos, all kinds of things happen. All kinds of things happen. You see, smarter person came after you left and they changed it. So you are struggling with it. Say, oh God, it's not the key. Praise God. So key represents authority. And when anyone gives you key to his house or car, it means the person trusts you. I can't send anybody to my house that I don't trust. So if I give you key to my car to drive it, or I give you key to my apartment, that's a level of trust that we have built. And the same thing that operates in the kingdom is that for you to be able to have access to the things of God, God must have, you must have built a level of trust with God that God knows, like he said of David, he will not only do, but he will teach his children. He will command them. So he gave him the key to the kingdom. So key represents authority. And when you have authority, it means you are trusted with it. Praise God. And you see, when a politician wins an election, they give them some documents and some things are given. They represent authority. After that swearing him, he can do anything. If Governor Sawolu today says that nobody must come out in Egbeda from 6 a.m. tomorrow, we know we'll stay in our houses now. Why is he so? He has key. He has authority. And once it's announced, if anybody defies that, what happens? The law takes its course on that person. So, key represents authority. Number two, key represents access. Key gives instant access to everything that key opens. The key of the kingdom of heaven gives us immediate access to all resources of heaven. So often we limit ourselves by trusting or believing only in what we can see with our eyes or reason out with our minds. A kingdom mindset changes our perspective completely. We don't need to see. We don't need to feel. Kenneth said in his book, uh, Prevailing Prayer to Peace, that if you are sick in your body and you are trusting God, it doesn't mean that you are denying the pain. I have headache. I mean, like I, I woke up on Sunday morning with severe headache. This Sunday that passed. And all through the service, it was like my head would split. And I resolved I wasn't going to use pain reliever. And it was tough. But when it disappeared at 2, I didn't take notes. From the night to 2. Because I just was saying in my heart, by your stripe, I am healed. It doesn't mean I'm denying the pain. But I'm looking beyond it. And I wasn't going to restrain myself. That despite the way I was feeling... I could have just taken excuse to be off the service. But I just said, no, I'm going to run through. Because in your word in Exodus 15, 26, say, I am the Lord that heals you. 
So I held to that. So the access to healing only comes when you have understanding to the key. So when we are believing God for something, it may not look like it. Like we will say, and many women who are trusting God for the womb of the womb, or oh, sometimes we tell them, let's apply Mark 11, 22 to 24. That you are trusting God and you want to have a male child. You buy the materials. You know, I always say to women trusting God for the womb of the womb, stand in front of the mirror and say to God, you created me well and full. I am ready to, to, to take care of a child or children. Everything that a child needs, I have. So I'm waiting for the fulfillment of your promise, not of the problem. It could have been the husband that has the problem, but you have the key to the promise of God. So you can open it. If you do not have a job and you are saying to, I mean, I've said it here before, that the scripture Paul said, anyone that does not work must not eat. And God is not a murderer. So if I'm not working and the Bible says I must not eat, does Jimmy God want to kill me? No, no. So you say, God, provide me a job. Because the Bible has told me that the owner of a farm went out and saw people who are idle and he got them engaged. And God will respond to that. So he gives us access. Number three, keys represent ownership. Possession of keys give you the de, de facto ownership of whatever the key opens. Therefore, when you possess the keys of the kingdom of heaven, you have ownership of heaven on earth. Whatsoever you bind here on earth, it shall be bound in heaven. You see people who steal cars and duplicate keys. When they want to steal, they don't behave like strangers. They walk with confidence. And then they use the key. So nobody queries them. If you see somebody by somebody's car, who's fumbling? Somebody will say, oh God, what are you doing with that vehicle? So they build that false confidence with the key that they have, and they open it. So when you have key, it means that when people see you, they know that you have ownership of that. So in the things of the kingdom, as ever you can think about it, if you have understanding of what it is that the key represents, it gives you right of ownership. Number four, key represents control. Key represents control. You see when local government people come to your business area and they put a padlock and they go away with the key or they come to your house because you have not paid land use charge and then they lock the big gate and leave the pedestrian and they carry the key away. What have they done? They took control away from you. Praise God. But trust negotiation, they, they break the padlock. Well, break the padlock. But what he's supposed to do is that that padlock removes ownership from you. The person who has the key becomes the authority over that particular property. And so, in your life, don't give key to the devil. Not to demons. Not to agent of darkness. Don't let anybody determine your joy or happiness. Don't let them determine your mood. Whatever it is that happens to you, you must stay on top. Because you understand that God is the owner of your life. And he has given you key to the kingdom. Whoever has key has control 
over the life of an individual or a property. Number five, key represents power. If you possess the key to something, you control it. Praise God. You control it. It gives you power over it. So you determine the way it works and the way it moves. When you own the resources of the kingdom, you will never be a destitute. If you are a king, you don't beg. Kings don't beg. And the Bible says in Revelation chapter 1 verse 6 that God has made us priests and kings unto God. So we can't be destitute because God has given us power. Number six, key represents freedom. When you have keys, you are free to go in and out. You are free to lock and unlock, to open and close. Some time ago, we were going to go out of our estate to pick a relative at the airport, and we were going to return late in the night. The, the guards would have locked the main gates to the streets. And sometimes when you come that late, they won't answer. What we did was to go to them as we were going. We will return late so that when we come back, they can come. No matter how big a man is, you cannot pull down a door if you don't have access. Praise God. If you don't have key, things become difficult. Every area of our lives, I'd like you to reflect. Where am I struggling currently? Which area of my life am I struggling? Is there a key in the scripture to that? Praise God. Which area of my life am I struggling? Where are things not working? Where are those areas that repeatedly have been assaulted and embarrassed? So when you have understanding of the workings of the key of the kingdom, you will prevail over such matter. So it gives you freedom. You come in anytime and you go out anytime as you want to. The keys of the kingdom of God gives us freedom from fear and all other limiting emotions of an earthly system. Praise God. I've told you of a taxi man that uh, said, I will not get home because he was angry. He overtook me and I said, oh, Baba, you didn't do well. Oh. He got angry and said, what of if I say you will not get home? I've gone home, I've come out. I've gone home, I've come severally after. I didn't even give it a thought. Some other person may have gone to do some fasting. Praise God. Fear can cripple. Fear. Like when we're talking about the, the blood of Jesus sometime, and I was trying to relate it to things that we experience. If I bump my head on the frame of a car if I'm coming out, What's the first thing I would do? I touch the place. And what is the next thing? I look at my hand. What am I looking for? The bump? I'm looking for blood. And the moment I bring the hand and I see blood, there's fear that comes inside of me. Praise God. If you go to the toilet and after you finish using it and you see blood, what happens? You become afraid. If a woman is trusting God for foot of the womb, and then she's watching a menstrual circle. Maybe she misses one, and the next one comes, and she sees blood. 
what will she be doing? Crying. But we've seen people who saw their circle severally and the baby stayed. Praise God. We see, I've, I've seen baby stayed. A woman had given a testimony in this parish before, many years back. Five months she was seeing the circle. And she still gave back to a child, a boy, after nine months. How did it happen? That's an understanding that the workings of God is different from the way we feel things. The system of the world is not the way God runs his own system. So we must understand that he gives us freedom. If somebody tells you that they saw a revelation that you will die, you don't be afraid. Somebody has sent me one text, long text message about 10 years ago and said he saw that I died. And when I replied, I said, thank you. I didn't pray about it. Praise God. I didn't. Because I understood that what the devil wanted to do. Now let me tell you the experience I had even before the man sent the text message. If I'm seated here at that time, I'll be feeling like they're excavating hells. I'll be perceiving the smell. In cemented, tiled place. That's where I was, I was perceiving. And there was nothing around me that showed that they were excavating anything. And that text message came. I just said thank you. Because it showed me there was an intention that must be defeated by superior power. And the moment I give in to fear, I would have been gone. Praise God. Key gives you freedom. If the devil is trying to sell fear, you say no. I have the key of the kingdom. There are scriptures that talks about every of our experiences in life. I pray the Lord will give us understanding in the name of Jesus. Freedom comes in knowing the truth. Truth alone is not what sets you free. What sets you free is the truth that you know. There can be truth and you are not aware of it. If you are not aware of truth, you are still bound. It's just like someone whose father is very prosperous, has plenty of money, and you are not aware. And you still be living in penury until you have access to that key. If you don't have access, you still be living like you are a pauper. So knowing the truth is what sets every man free. Now quickly, characteristics of keys. Behaviors of keys. Number one, keys are laws. Keys are laws. They are fixed. They are reliable standards that never change. Praise God. When used correctly, they always work. Keys are laws. They are standards and they don't change. The things of God from time immemorial, they are the same. The way it worked in the time of Abraham is the way it's working now. A number of times in our lives we have seen demonstration of the power of God in circumstances of our lives. I want to ask, how many of you have ever experienced an overwhelming situation you, you thought you won't, you won't come out of it? How many of you have experienced that? That it was so bad you thought... But you see, you have come out because God made it so. Now, the thing we now forget is that when similar situation comes, we panic. 
I will forget. I've been in circumstances that I feel it was, it was going to be an end. I was coming from Ondo one time and we were with Tukore. And I was in the car with a few brethren from the parish to pastor. And on a bridge, a truck, whatever was in the head of the man, I would not know. It was done directly towards us and was less than 200 meters. The brothers have held their chest. But you know what kept me? Many years ago, I had an understanding that the tree they will use to cut my coffin has not been planted. Praise God. And it will take a long time for that tree to grow. That's an understanding that as a security over this life, it's not yet time. Amen. So you, 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 you see that sometimes the devil, it takes that away from us. Somebody told me about his uncle who have been treating an ailment. They didn't even know what it was. For many years, and he has money. They went to loot. They wrongly diagnosed him. So they now got somebody who came from abroad and went to one private hospital, and they said he had cancer. He died emotionally the day he was told. Oh, he started saying, ah, I will not be there when my children are getting married. Oh, I will not be there. They took him abroad, but he didn't come back. Praise God. Do you know that he would have lived several other years if he had not known that he had cancer? If he knew he had cancer and he stood up to it, we still have lived. I have a senior friend who had cancer of the breast. She survived it. I was with her one time. One year after she came, she, she, she got over it. I was eating at the dining and she said to me, we were eating meat. And she said, Today makes it one full year. They asked me to abstain from meat. But today I can eat it. She survived it. Several other people who they took to the same hospital didn't make it. Praise God. Key. So if you have understanding that I am a kingdom citizen and God has given me key, where is the secret of the key? Matthew chapter 16 Verse 19. That's the secret. So when you understand that God says whatever you bind here is bound. Praise God. Number two characteristics of key. Keys activate functions. Keys activate functions. A car operates on gasoline. The key of gasoline activates the function of the car. You can have a fuel tank. If you lose the key, the car won't move. It won't move. Carless, I mean keyless cars, you still have to carry the device with you. So that when you enter the car, it opens. Once you get close, the door opens. And then when you sit in driver's seat, do you know that cars that, if it's programmed that once you smell of alcohol, it won't start. Because the programmer do, do not want you to die. So when you keep starting, the car won't answer. Because once that smell is perceived by the sensor, it will not move. And the reason these things are done that way is to give control to the owner of the vehicles. Praise God. So you must understand that keys have characteristics. The first is that they have law. 
Number two, they activate function. Number three, kids initiate actions. Just as kid to a car, initiate action by starting the engine, the keys of the kingdom, when we know how to use them, initiate action. Praise God. You don't have money, and you are jobless, and you are sitting down crying. You are sick in your body. You have not made any effort. In the scriptures, every cripple that were healed were commanded to stand up. Is that not? Stand up and walk. That is the action part. That's our responsibility. So if you do not have money, in what way are you responding to the things of God? If you are sick, in what way are you responding to the things of God? If you are waiting on the love for fruit of the womb, in what way are you responding to the things of God? In what way are you responding to the dictate? You know, I told you that every kingdom has their own constitution. And in the constitution of our kingdom, the Bible said, none shall be barren in the land. It said, a child shall drag our old 100 years. So if 100 years, say, I'm okay, look, we 100 years. That's the constitution of the kingdom. So we must understand the way uh, this thing works. Praise God. Number four, characteristics of, the, of keys. Keys cannot be substituted by feelings. It can't be substituted by emotions, not wishful thinking or manipulation. If you are locked out of your house without a key, no amount of begging and pleading and, or wishing will make the door open. You beg the door. You know I've been entering you since. And you don't have the key. It can't happen now. Praise God. Even keys that are used, that are voice censored. If you have sore throats, they don't open. Because when they are programming it, you see some of us that have this censored fingerprint on our telephone. If the fingerprint is wet, the phone will not unlock it has to be dry so that the sensors can see the fingerprints. It's the same way it works for the things of the kingdom. So you can't be begging the door. You can't be pleading. Praise God. I've been locked out before and we misplaced key. We have locked key inside vehicle before. I've told you of a man who fought on the road and he didn't know that the key of the, the, the car would lock himself. And he stood there like a stupid person because the key was inside and it was outside. Even though he's the owner of the car, everybody now gathered and they went to look for a panabita to help him to open it. You can't plead because keys respond to characteristics and they are fixed standards. Praise God. You can't wish, you can't feel, you can't beg, you can't plead, but without the right key, you will still be locked out. Now, the Bible says in Proverbs 23, verse 7, as I close, Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7, as a man thinks in his heart. Can you complete that? As a man thinks in his heart. I want to ask you, why are people poor? Bro? Why? Why are people poor? Poor. As in, not having money. Everything is grounded. Why? Tell me the key. 
Praise God. The reason we are deprived is the way we think. Oh, we said some things are designed for some people. So the devil helps you to run through that thoughts endlessly. But when you have this impossibility thinking, you keep saying it will not happen. It won't happen. But when you have possibility thinking, and all of us go through this at different times of our lives, and that's the trial of our faith, that a number of times God has done wonders in our lives. We've, we have testimonies of the doings of God. But because we are not consistent, we're working with God. We lose the keys. Praise God. If I have trusted God for divine healing, and it has happened several times, some other times, I can land in the hospital and be putting drips on my body. Because that key has been lost. If I have been cash stranded before, and I believed God, and God has saved me from it before, what am I supposed to do? Engage that same level of faith and then I get through it. That's what God is expecting from us. Praise God. So that's the end of the Kingdom of God series. Amen. Question. Next month, we're going to be treating spiritual gifts. And when we start that series, that's a questionnaire I'm going to administer to us. I just gave to the last set of workers in training uh, to feel uh, we're going to administer that questionnaire. It's called Spiritual Gift Inventory. There are two questions, and that will help us to be able to discover what is the gift that God has put inside of us. Praise God. Any question? Yes, sir. Sir, can we Can we use the key? Yes. Okay. That is saying the keys. Can we equate it to the right word of God? Praise God. For instance, if I am sick, what is the key to my healing? That's what he's asking. What's the key to my healing? Which scripture? No, if you know, you just raise your hand and I call you. Yes, ma'am. Exodus 15, 26. Another scripture. Isaiah. You're almost there now. Isaiah what? Isaiah chapter 53, verse 5. Yes, which other scripture? First Peter chapter chapter 2 verse 24. Can somebody give us another thing and then we'll look for the scripture for it? Another challenge of life. And then we'll look for the key. Finance. Yes. What's the key to finance? If you know it, say it. You don't know it. Who knows? Key to finance. We cannot hear you, ma. 
We can't hear. Philippians 4.19. Philippians 4.19, yes. Another scripture. Another scripture. Malachi 3.10. Another scripture. Psalm 23, verse 1. What does that say? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Yes, another scripture. Psalm verse, chapter 1, verse 3. If he says that I'll be like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water that bring out his fruit in the season, my leaves will not wither. It means that if I make money, it stays with me. And that whatever I lay my hands upon, it will prosper. Another challenge. Yes. Psalm 119, verses 98 to 100. Can you write that down? Academic excellence. Psalm 119, verses 98 to 100. I want you to read it. Every student, when you have challenge with your academics, Psalm 119, 98 to 100. Are you reading it quickly? Psalm 119, verses 98 to 100. Chapter 119, verses 98 to 100. Okay. Thou, though thy commandments has made me wiser than uh -huh. my enemies, for they are ever with me. Uh -huh. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for thy uh -huh. testimonies are my meditation. Uh -huh. I understand more than the Asians, because I keep thy precepts. Praise God. That remarking why you raise your hand. Through other teachings. And you started with the attitudes of Christians. All these mnemonics, would they work if we, if we don't have correct attitude? Number one. Number two, the key to healing, Exodus 5. 1526 that we quote there is a part A that is a caveat to getting it uh, I'm just wondering that if I'm a, I'm a child if as a Nigerian if I disobey the law will I just go free so if there are kingdom laws if there are attitudes and I don't obey them, will I still enjoy the kingdom benefits? Praise God. I mentioned when I started here um, this evening that the keys only work for kingdom citizens. And if it only works for kingdom citizens, it means those who abide by the word of God. And part of things that I said is that the keys of the kingdom are not working in our lives because we are not in alliance with the statuses of the kingdom. So it won't work. And I recall that uh, part of the things I said after quoting Matthew chapter 16, verse 19, in three different versions is to align to us that as kingdom citizens, Jesus has given us key. The keys that we unlock 
the power of the kingdom and it can only work for those who are kingdom citizens. And so the understanding is before I can use the key, I must be a member of the kingdom. I must be a citizen. And we started from those things, the attitude, the culture, the becoming citizen. Because if you are not a citizen, you can enjoy the benefits of the kingdom. So somebody can be coming to church and carry titles and will not be able to use the key because there are things that must be done before the keys are used. And that is, is uh, given. So we can say that we are making assumptions that we all understood that the first thing that qualifies us to have access to the key and use it is when we are kingdom citizens. Outside of that, it won't work for us. Praise God. You may have seen last month arrest uh, people work in Alausa. And they say that I'm a director that they, do, they say they don't care about that. You flaunted the law. And, and now, they don't even need to run after anybody now. Because cameras now in Ikeja. If your paper expires on Sunday, sir, and you drive out on Monday, 6 a.m., the cameras captures you. It's 20K. You cannot, you know, before they used to give one week. But now, it's a day before you go and renew. If you don't, it catches you. So that you are this person, it doesn't work. So, good that daddy said this. We must know that it's not magic. Even magic has his uh, rudimentary. Professor Bella, when he was alive, said, anytime he has magic show, he used to be in his power room for seven days without food. And that when he comes out on the eighth day, there is no magic he wanted to perform that will not happen. Seven days without food. A magician who didn't know God till he died. So, if they have told him what he should be doing, and he complied. So, why is it different from us? I mean, with us. Praise God. Last question, if any. If you don't have, can we, can we rise? I want to believe that you carefully followed all the things that we have gone through in these past weeks. Uh, it has been posted on our platform um, the second week that we started so that we can all go over uh, those things that we have said and we mirror our lives and we see whether we are in consonance or alliance with the things of the kingdom. And I pray that the word of work will work in our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. I said I pray that the word of God will work in our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. Like us to pray with that Matthew chapter 16 verse 19. And I'm going to give you one minute to pray for yourself. He said, I'm giving you access to any door and every door that whatever you say bound on earth here, it will be bound here. He said, a yes here on earth, according to message translation, he says, a yes here means a yes in heaven. A no here means a no. Praise God. You know, that's a prayer I pray every time I travel. I say to God, I do not want to witness any accident and I don't want to experience any. And God has been committed to that since ever. I have never witnessed where they are pulling people out of wreckage cars. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. And I've not been pulled out before. 
Praise God. Because there are some people that say, ah, when we are traveling, we saw many cows. They enter into bush. I've never seen cow enter bush. I've never seen it. Because I said to God, I don't want to witness. I don't want to experience. Praise God. So I want you to take that one thing to God and using Matthew 16, 19. He said, whatever you bind, he said, I've given you keys. Praise God. Can you project that scripture? Is it possible? So that we can read it together and then pray. Matthew 16, 19. It's very important. And I want you to believe God as you will speak to him on that scripture. I want you to, to believe God. One, two, go. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth is in your hand. In one minute, I'd like you to pray that prayer. Said, I will give unto thee the keys. I want you to bind. And heaven will respond. I want you to lose, and heaven will respond. Please be specific. Be specific. Tell him specifically that thing you need to be bound here so that heaven can respond to it. That thing that you need to lose, and heaven will respond to you. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you for the entrance of your word. The Bible says, gives light and understanding to the simple. I ask, oh God, that you expound this word in our hearts. The results shall be seen in our lives. In our walk with you, there will be evidence of these teachings that we have heard. In the mighty name of Jesus. No longer shall any of us be ignorant of our benefits and heritage. But Lord, you will make us to live in the understanding and freedom of your word. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, precious Father. Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed.